In the words of a king, there is power. And as we behold him with unveiled faces, we're transformed into the very image of God. Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. K. Idrisheson, brought to you by Kingswood Ministries International. We believe that as you listen, faith is stirred up in you to become all that God has called you to be. Hallelujah. You know, this weekend is one of the most divinely orchestrated weekends I've ever witnessed on earth. And if anybody had told me as of Friday morning that I will be in Calgary this weekend, I'm like, how will this happen? But apparently God designed it. It's beyond me, it's beyond Pastor Tuboso, Pastor Money, leadership of House of David. God arranged it. You know, pastor put a call through and it's like, okay, what do I do? Because we're actually planning for a major conference in a few weeks' time. And my presence will be needed, especially considering the fact that I've been gone for three weeks. I just came back not too long ago. But my boss, if you're wondering who's my boss, is my wife. <laughs> She's been my boss for 25 years. So she said, you can go. I don't want to go into all the, all the stories. It's not needed. What is important is the fact that God designed this. The scripture talks about an incident and it says, Jesus must pass through Jericho. Can you lift up your hands unto heaven? As a Lord, I open up myself to everything you have planned for for me this morning let there be a release beyond what my mind can even contain I open up myself to revelation to impartation I open up myself to speed I open myself to the oppression of the hand of the Lord that causes men to attract to attract chariots in the natural I open up myself to the anointing of restoration. I open up myself to everything that God has for me. Before we get into the world, 1 Chronicles chapter 4 verse 10. I want us to pray from this scripture. 1 Chronicles chapter 4 verse 10. There was a man... By the name Jebus, who was described as a honorable man, but limited. But he did something smart. The Bible says he called upon the God of Israel. I said, Oh, that you will bless me indeed. It has always been God's plan to bless him. But listen, God needs your permission to bless you. In fact, the whole essence of prayer is to allow God to invade our space. Anybody wants God to invade his space in this season? This, this conference is about capacity. Having an appropriate capacity to appropriate your prophecy. Because prophecy will go to waste when capacity is not developed. Is somebody listening to me? 
the bunch of people in the grave now with amazing testimony upon their lives that they never fulfilled. You know, we have a religious way of interpreting things. Maybe it's God's way. No, there's a Satan that have come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I love what follows. He said, I have come. He's not the only one that knows how to come. He said, when I come, I come big. I've come that you may have life. I don't know what the enemy has stolen from you. Maybe your story is similar to this man. He said, I'm tired. I'm tired of this level that you will bless me. Indeed, enlarge my territory. Increase my capacity. That your hand will be with me. That you will keep me from evil is a loaded prayer. That I may not cause pain. I heard the Lord saying from pain to profit this morning. And I love the way he's rounded it up. He says, so God. Apparently God was just waiting for him to pray. Is somebody listening to me? God is so ready to sign your papers this morning. But we need you to initiate the process. Prayer is initiating the process. And once God sees a release from you, because he can only allow what you allow. He said, whatever you allow not, I will sign it in heaven. And whatever you disallow not, I will sign is disallowed in heaven. Anybody ready for the next level? Because when we are talking about more capacity, you know, we can talk, 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 talk. A major way of increasing capacity is in the place of prayer. You know, when you know how to dig deep in the place of prayer, Sakubo Toko, Metaya, generational affliction comes to an end. You didn't hear me. I said generational afflictions come to an end. Is somebody ready to pray this morning? So in a few minutes, you will say, Lord, just like Jabez said, bless me. Enlarge my territory. Keep me from evil. Put your hand on me. Did you hear me? He said, I, I don't want to cause pain again. Put your hand on me. I want you to lay your hands on yourself as you begin to pray. See, after me, say, Father, in the name of Jesus, this morning, I declare you will bless me indeed. You will enlarge my territory. You will put your hand upon me and I will not cause pain. But rather bring profit to you. Lift up your voices and begin to pray. Lift up your voices and pray. Masataya kataba. Malakato porolokwa kata. Eye yeye. Embrulokwa kate yeshurobolo kotoba. Makasotaya. Enkalakataya. Ekelekubo sotaba. Yeshua Hamashiach 
this morning to release and relay and communicate your intent, your purpose, your agenda. Help me to instruct appropriately based on your will and your counsel for house of David in their next season. Father, we give you praise. Wave your hands unto him. Are you ready to receive? The Bible says he came to his own and his own received him not. For as many as receive, as many as receive, he gave the power. So the power belongs to receivers. Are you ready to receive? Lord, cause it to rain upon your people. In the name of Jesus. Can you let out a shout? You know, I was privileged to be in Emirates. Uh, two months ago, I was preaching in London, so I was done on time. So I went to Emirates to watch my team. Okay, don't let us go into what happens. But anyway, as we were leaving, we had to leave because it was embarrassing. They were getting whipped. And I had a shout. So I looked at my protocol. I said, they have scored a goal. Unfortunately, it was a goal against us. Writing captors that day. But the point I'm trying to make is victory and shout, they go hand in hand. Masataba. I don't know what you are trying to break through into. Your shout will take you there. to me. I, I was preaching at the first redeemed church planted in America several years ago. That was in Detroit. Uh, and the Lord spoke to me on that trip. He said, it's intentional that I put out inside shout. Because there's no way you will shout 
and you will not encounter out. In fact, as you shh, you shh, so you shh. Somebody said, where am I going? Out. What do I do? I shout. <laughs> I shout. Then years later, he told me, he said, you know, I've eaten your race in your praise. Praise. So your praise carries your race. Inside of your praise lies your race. So failure to praise. Hey, you are denying yourself of a what? A Anybody needs a raise this morning? I don't need that. I need to. I don't need to preach on it again. You got it. Can you release your praise and your shout? Wow. Glory to God. Glory to God. This morning, there's going to be, going to be two folds. There's going to be a, an aspect of instruction. God woke me up this morning and gave me some things to communicate to you. I call them the pillars of capacity. Pillars of capacity, things that need to be in place for you to have the appropriate capacity to fulfill the purpose and the prophecy of God over your life. Like I said, prophecy will go to waste when capacities are not what built. There's a difference between capability and capacity. Capac capability speaks of your potential, what you are built for. But until you have capacity, which is what gives you the ability to carry your capability, your capability will just be, oh, it could have, but it did not. Are you listening to me? So today, I see capacity being built. Oh, Balasataba, your world is about to encounter you. Father, we thank you for instructions and for impartation in the name of Jesus. Before we have a seat, can we celebrate God's servants? Pastor, Pastor Tubos and Pastor Monisha Wumi. Come on, celebrate them. Come on, come on. Come on, you can do better. You can do better. You can do better. I want to say thank you for the trust. Now, you can talk about the fact that I came on short notice, but it takes trust. I mean, there, I believe it, there are 1,001 preachers in North America that I could have called, but why me? So thank you for the honor. I appreciate it. And I want to appreciate all the members of the leadership team, the deacons and the associate pastors. Can you celebrate them all? So many of them. I've known some for some decades. Okay. And our dear Minister Jumbo, again, we meet. Can you celebrate Minister Jumbo? By the way, the Lord spoke to me. He said, you are in a season of shift. There are prophecies that have been over you. That's, if I will say it the way it is, God says you are coming into a season that you'll be more out than in. You are coming into an apostolic expression. You know what I'm talking about? He says it's been building up, but it's going to be a full release. As I put my hands on you, I declare the release, the release. But that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Enter into it in the name of you. Can, can you give God a shout everywhere? 
You may be seated. It's a joy to be with you this morning. Now, I want you to be so quick to write and document things. Are you ready? You know, there will be impartation. But the instructions will be the foundation of your impartation. In fact, whenever there is impartation without adequate instruction, the impartation cannot be sustained. Did you hear me? Whenever there is impartation without what? Adequate instruction. The impartation cannot be what? Sustained. So it takes adequate instruction to sustain what? Impartation. There will be impartation. There will be miracles. There will be next level. But before we get into all that, can we be instructed? Is it okay? Yesterday we had fun for the people that came around. But you need to listen to that message. Capacity building. Capacity building. So the theme of the conference is make room for more. Literally talking about having an appropriate capacity so that the oil will not cease. In 2 Kings chapter 4, there's a story told of a woman who was so broke in spite of the fact that her husband feared the Lord. So the fear of God is not enough. I know it's the beginning. He did not say it's the complete. It's the beginning of wisdom. There are some other things you need to add to the fear of the Lord. Because according to 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1, this prophet feared God, loved God, and yet he was broke. Lift up your right hand and shout, I will not be broke. Another day. This is a serious matter. Get up on your feet, please. I want you to shout and say, I refuse to be broke. Another day. In my life, I refuse to be a man or a woman of God who fears God and is broke. Sit. This man feared God but was broke. He loved God but was broke. He served God but was broke. So beyond the presence of God, there are principles of God. And if you are not schooled and instructed in these principles, just fearing God will not be able to bring resources to you. The fear of God is the beginning, but it's not the completion. Because a lot of us, we just enter the fear of God and we put full stop. I fear God. God says, it's okay to fear me. But if you don't want to be, if you don't want to die like this prophet, he did not only live broke, he died broke. He died broke that is his brokenness <laughs> was, 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 you know, was literally transferred to his family. To the extent that the, the family was going to be, you know, they were going to take his kids. But thank God for the ministry of the prophet. So the woman ran. That's a smart woman. I hope you are that, like that woman who understands her covering. It has never been God's plan that you will do life alone. All these are got it, are got it. You got nothing. There's a time to cry out for help. I don't know who I'm talking to. There's a woman here. You're suffering in your marriage and your pastor does not know. That's foolish. I got it. You, you got nothing. This woman cried out, I need help. Now, turn to your neighbor and say, I need help. I need help. There's nothing humiliating in asking for help. 
This woman asked for help. Jabez asked for help. The blind man asked for help. The woman with a, with a son, with a daughter that was oppressed asked for help. The man with a son that was oppressed asked for help. And there was nobody that asked for help that was denied. Do you know the reason? God is rich in mercy. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 says, For God who is rich in mercy, for with great love. It, it seems you don't really understand the depth, the height, the width, and the breadth is love towards you. Even in your, in your misbehavior, he has not left you. You know, religion tells you, oh, God is far from me. No, God is not far. You are the one that is far. Because in the New Testament, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Even in your mess, I'm still there waiting on you. If you will only cry for mercy. Don't you never say cry for mercy. I love it that God is not rich in pounds, sterling. God is not rich in dollars. God is not rich in all those little levels. But say, for God who is rich in mercy. You know what? Most people in the body of Christ don't even know how strong mercy is. Oh, it's the grace of God. It's the grace of God. Do you know what you call grace? Is a product of mercy. If grace does not stop the judgment, favor cannot come in. And that's why you are coming to the throne of grace. And the first thing you have to do is obtain mercy before you can find grace. For all have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. So literally, we all deserve judgment. But according to James chapter 2 verse 13, he said, mercy triumphs over judgment. What is mercy? Mercy is the expression of God's kindness that ensures you don't get the judgment you deserve. So that you can get the favor you do not deserve. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says, For by grace are you saved. Oh, grace is powerful, it saved us. But Titus chapter 3 verse 5 says, Not according to the works of righteousness we have, which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. So I said, ah, well, I thought it was grace that saved you. Mercy was right there. Because if mercy did not open the door for grace, grace would not have come in. Before you can encounter grace, mercy must show up. Because you literally deserve judgment. So the first introduction is the mercy of God that stops the judgment you deserve. Then you can now encounter the grace you do not deserve. This woman cried out, I need help. They're about to take my kids. Say, no, 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 I don't, I don't tell my stuff to strangers. Your pastor is not a stranger. You know why I'm saying this? You know, we live in a world and a society that a bunch of people are so independent. So independent, you know, they don't even want to come to church again. So I talk to God directly. I will touch that. Really? You are smarter than the infrastructure that God has provided. The local church is not a suggestion. Is a commandment. Pray for you that you will not be part of the people that will fulfill the entire prophecy that says in the last days. Say, do not forsake the assembly of one another, which is going to be the conduct of some. I declare you will not be one of such. Amen. So this woman cried out. She needed help. And she cried out to the prophet, I need help. And the first thing the prophet said, what is in your house? Now ask your neighbor, say, what is in your house? The things you, you have already tied to your next level, but you cannot see. Because you are busy looking at what others have. And this woman said, I only have a vessel, just a vessel. 
The prophet said, it's not just a vessel. Your miracle starts with that vessel. But not only with that vessel. You will now need to go and borrow vessels. In other words, for your purpose and prophecy to deliver, it's going to take a collaboration of what you have and what others have. Now, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, I need you. If I tell at least seven people around you, I need you. I need you. I need you to succeed. I need you. I need you to fulfill my prophecy. Please don't deny my prophecy. I need you. 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 So the attitude of Agarit, Adam, in nobody, that's right from hell. I need you. The prophet said, he said, you've got something in your house, and guess what? You will need other vessels. There are neighbors that God has put in your space that are supposed to contribute vessels for your miracle. So this woman went after the other vessels. <laughs> you know, there's an African proverb that says it takes a village to raise a child. Nobody wins alone. You win as a team. You know, there are people in your life that you despise now. But their absence in your life will weaken your team. You know, we're, we're so used to noticing our strengths and other people's flaws. But guess what? You two, you're a combination of strength and flaws. So as you are noticing other people's flaws, notice your own flaws too. And there are people that God will put in your space to neutralize your flaws. Your weaknesses, your limitations. So anyway, to call the long story short, all the verses were put together and the miracle of God began. The oil began to flow. But in verse 6, he said the oil ceased because the vessel ended. The oil ceased because the capacity was no more. So building capacity is so essential. Because if this woman had done much more than the view vessels she got, she got, that means the oil would have continued flowing. That tells you there's a lot God wants to do that cannot do with you now because of the capacity that you have. If you can only stretch your capacity and take it to the next level, God will do more. And that's why instructions are very, very important. Are we ready? So let me start running the instructions. Number one. The first instruction, design your season. Design your season. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32 talks about the children of Issachar. He said they were men of understanding who knew what Israel ought to do. If there's anything I pay attention to, it's what God is saying. God has a way of preparing you for every season. And when you miss that instruction, you will not be able to prepare adequately. And you will miss out on the, 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 the potentials of your season. Daniel chapter 2 verse 21 says, it changes times and seasons. In the natural, we have four major seasons, right? Though it seems Calgary only has one season. <laughs> <laughs> March, winter, and a little summer. You know, every other season, they are like, they are, yeah, by the way, well, you know, Mostly, they are what? Multiple four seasons, right? Ecclesiastes chapter 3 talks about the different seasons of life. 
a time to rejoice, a time to weep, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck out. So there are seasons, there are seasons. And how you prepare for your season determines whether or not you'll be able to make the most of the season. Now, there's a way I'm dressing in Chicago now. In two, three months' time, you won't see me wearing the same thing because I respect myself. And we have to layer up because a new season has come. So you don't ask the season to respect you. You respect the season first. The ability to understand the season you are in helps you to make the most of it. So the question is, where are you in the, in the scheme of things, in the plan of God, in the agenda of God for your life? The Lord spoke to me a few months ago. He said, we are in a season of rain. Rain, rain, rain. We are in the last phase. Or should I say the final phase of the last days. Fine, Second Timothy talks about in the last days. A bunch of perilous things, you know. The word perilous means difficult to handle. Difficult times. Things are messed up everywhere. It's prophecy. As I says, it's like gross darkness shall cover the heart. We're literally right there. But guess what? The enemy is not the only one who is doing his stuff. What God is doing is even bigger than what the enemy is doing. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 59 verse 19 says, when the enemy shall come. You know, we often quote it like this. When the enemy shall come like a flood, then the spirit of the Lord shall lift up his standard against him, right? We put our comma after the flood. But several years ago, Rakhine Copeland taught me this. He said the Lord showed him that that scripture literally should be quoted like this. When the enemy shall come, comma, like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up his standards. So what you think is enemy's flood is no flood. The real flood is what the spirit of God is coming, is bringing. Because there's a way you can focus on what the enemy is doing that you can't, then you will not be able to see the flood of God. God says, I'm about to turn things around in your life. All the embarrassment, all the rejection, all the shame you have been through. I'm about to turn your story. Because like a flood, the spirit of the Lord is lifting up a standard. Somebody shout like a flood. God is about to make an announcement through you. To make a statement of your life like a flood. He has come to steal, to, to, to destroy and to kill. Talking about the enemy. But I have come that you may have life. Not just anyhow, in abundance. Somebody shout, in abundance. <laughs> so when a sensitive season, the devil is not the only one doing his stuff. What God is doing is bigger than what the, the enemy is doing. There's an outpouring of the spirit, not just on the pulpit, but everywhere. There's an outpouring of the spirit in the entertainment industry. There's an outpouring of the spirit in finance and commerce. There's an outpouring of the spirit in politics. There's an outpouring of the spirit in sports management. There's an outpouring of the spirit everywhere. God is raising a generation, a generation of a people that can see the writing of God on the wall. A generation of people that are ready to outrun the chariots of Ahab because they know the hand of the Lord is upon him. Is somebody part of that generation? So when you, when you can discern what God is doing, what do you do? You wake up. You position. You align. If there's any time you can afford to sleep, it's now. God means business. God is, he, he, is looking for vessels he can use. He wants to pour oil. 
but it needs a prepared vessel. A vessel that can carry his oil to a generation. I speak as a prophet of God that this end time is not going to be about alphabet people. Oh, you didn't hear me. Mm -hmm. I won't say more than that. You got it. It's going to be about the spirit of God and the people of God. If you are one of those people, jump up and say, this end time is about the spirit of God and me. We are the one running the show. Glory to God. You may be seated. Design the season. Don't sleep in your season of visitation. You know, in Luke chapter 22, Jesus took his three most, I mean, closest disciples with him because he was about to enter into a season. And he needed men that would wait with him in place of prayer. But guess what happened to them? They slept. They slept, including Peter, that the enemy has plans for to sift. May you not sleep when you are being visited. Amen. So all the encounters that Jesus had at the Garden of Gethsemane, they missed it. Awake thou thy sleepers, Ephesians 5.14. Arise from your dead, and Christ shall give you light. Do you know when you sleep in your season of visitation, you miss out on your impartation. Hmm, should I say it again? When you sleep in your season of what? Visitation. You miss out on what? Your impartation. And without impartation, you are nothing. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit. If there's any generation that needs the hand of God, it's this generation. Not by power, not by might. Listen, a bunch of people you are dealing with, you think they are ordinary people. They are demonic people. And God needs you to make supernatural your reality. Rather than just doing natural, doing natural life. You know, I'm just doing my own thing. I'm not disturbing anybody. The devil specializes in disturbing. So you are saying you are not disturbing. He wants to disturb. I'm saying right from the time of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God, summary violence. And the violence take it up by force. A generation that will not sleep in the day of visitation. And that's why we cannot afford to minimize prayer. Because prayer opens us up to impartation. In the place of prayer, the hand of the Lord come upon us. You know, one of the prayers that Jebus prayed was that he said that the hand of God. Oh, Masata Baba. I'm giving you a prayer direction for the week. That the hand of the Lord will be with me. God is saying, I want a generation that will not just walk with their hands, but a generation that will walk with my hands. You didn't hear that. Rather than walk with your hands, he wants you to use his hands. He said that the hand of God, oh master, I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. He said that the hand of God, the same way your pastor will stand on the pulpit and preach by the impartation and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. He needs a generation that will walk into their office on Monday and the hand of the Lord is upon them. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. They are not just doing life naturally. They are doing life supernaturally. They are in their boardroom and they know about the Holy Ghost. The word of knowledge is flowing. They might not be saying it on their pulpit, but they are functioning in the gifts of the Spirit in the boardroom that the hand of the Lord will be upon them. 
You know, one of the testimonies that blessed me most recently, this guy, Taiwa, when he was giving testimony, Nottingham Forest, if you follow sports, the last four or five matches of Nottingham Forest that saved them from regulation, it was about him. Even he played against us, he scored. <laughs> Nottingham Forest now became dangerous. The guy that slept all season now woke up at the end. But you want to know the secret? I listened to his testimony. He said he prayed all night. He prayed all night in the Holy Ghost. Football player. He played all night. And something just came upon him. His positioning, his, his agility, his accuracy. God is looking for a generation that will carry his hand into entertainment. They will carry his hand into their office space. That the hand of the law will be upon me. That the hand of the law will be upon me. It doesn't come by just talking. It comes by prayer. That the hand of the law will be upon me. We cannot afford to minimize building capacity for us. That's in the place of prayer. Spiritual capacity. Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's not just about intelligence and intellectuality. It's about spirituality. A generation that we have spiritual intelligence. Their own intelligence is beyond emotional and mental intelligence. They know by God. They don't do life naturally. They don't raise children naturally. I mean, you are not America. I mean, not America. The same predicament we are facing. Raising children in this environment is tough. There were times when my kids were little. I was concerned. Now they're, they're I mean, they're grown. 20, in that range of 20. I, I have two and it's back to back. So they follow each other. They are approximately 20, both of them. You can, I can even approximate their age. Just how close they are. And when my daughter is talking about God these days, I'm like, ah, God, you are good. Though. You are good. I remember last year I called me from school and said, Dad, I'm thinking of going to this retreat. I said, don't think you are going. How much will it cost me? I'm paying for it. You will bless my heart. That the God I encountered as a teenager, my own child can encounter. You know, because it's one thing for you to teach your children. It's another thing for your children to be taught of the Lord. Hey, some of us we have passed the test of teaching but the question is have they been taught of the Lord it's not just the revelation you communicate by yourself it's the revelation they received Paul said he said what I have I receive it of the Lord my wife was telling me just last week he said you know your daughter came to me two weeks ago and he said you know the Holy Spirit was speaking to me and was telling me I said oh yeah yeah that's that's it and it's the same. I've been in North America for 24 years. So my kids, both of them were born here. So it's possible. God wants you to raise your family supernaturally. He wants you to raise your kids supernaturally. He wants you to do your career supernaturally. All this separating Sunday from the rest of the week. Stop it. You come on Sunday to be fired up. Take Sunday into Monday. Take it into Tuesday. Take it into Wednesday. Take it, take it into Wednesday. Take it to Thursday. Take it to Friday. Then come back on Sunday. Get fired up. 
We don't just do religion here. We receive impartation. We receive enlightenment by the spirit. We are prepared for a war. Makataya. A time is coming. Everybody that has demon in your office, when they see you come in one direction, they will go in another direction because they will see the fire of God. Mata. Every time you open your mouth, fire will proceed. My illumination. You know, I love it when my church will give testimony. He said, he said, the recruiter said, I don't know, but I think... At the interview, this recruiter will start confessing. I think it's you I will give the job, although we have so many candidates. But I think it's you, it's you. We had a testimony Sunday, one of these days recently, and there were tons of testimony, the same pattern. It's you, it's you, it's you. I don't do life naturally. I do life supernaturally. My God is not just a God of a Sunday morning. He's a God of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Mata, Kataya. I carry him home. I remember when my son was about 13. You know, that age bracket is an interesting age. When they come into the awareness of themselves, your little boy now becomes like a monster. What's going on? Come. Mm. So he just woke up one morning and was acting all over the house. My wife was concerned. Nobody could talk to him. He was just like a little demon all over the house, manifesting everywhere. Initially, I too reacted naturally. Then I woke up. I said, ah, this is not natural. Like they say in my mother language, so I entered the house. I entered the room. Every foul spirit that is messing up this boy's mind, I bind you. Not in my house. This is the house of the Lord. My children will serve the Lord with me. Not manifest like monsters in the name of Jesus. So I prayed for like 10, 15 minutes and I came back. And the same boy opened his hand and started smiling. What happened to you? I don't know. I just woke up moody. Ah. Don't do life naturally. Do life supernaturally, naturally. Infuse the supernatural into your natural. Get to a point that people will not even be able to separate supernatural from your natural. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. He's a supernatural species that has never existed before. I'm not ordinary. I'm, a, I'm extraordinary. I carry the light of God. I carry the fire of God. Oh, I represent the wisdom of God. I represent the power of God. I'm extraordinary. I'm supernatural. I'm anointed for my wall. I'm anointed for my space. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm the light of my wall. I refuse to be frustrated. I refuse to be stagnated. I am the light of my world. Masotaya. Angry Akosataba. Matoshekriya. Embru. Maseteye. Mekia sotaba, ombo bobo lokwa, makasa, in my life, be glorified, be glorified. Somebody help me.
long time. getting glorified you give him the glory you take the glory seated. I might not be able to cover the whole teaching, but I will send I will send it to Pastor. Pastor can blast it to you during the week. Pillars. Pillars of capacity. Number one. Design your season. Don't sleep in the day of your visitation. Because people that sleep, when they are being visited, they miss their impartation. And without impartation, you have no relevance in the next season. Is the impartation that carries you into what? Your next season. Apparently, this prophet that died in 2 Kings chapter 4 was one of the prophets that was running commentary when Elijah was about to be taken. Oh, your master is about to be taken. Elijah said, keep quiet. I know. Well, I'm designing the season and I'm going to follow him all the way to get what made him. And by the time he was coming back, you know, it was not the only one that knew. All of them knew, but it was the only one that positioned. Relevance is tied to your impartation. Design the season. Don't sleep in your season of visitation. God will wake you up. Pray. God will tell you, go to this conference. We'll tell you, don't miss midweek service again. He's preparing you for your next season. Because without the hoyer, you cannot function in that season. Secondly, you must have revelation of Christ. And it's very simple. Focus on what Jesus did for you and not what you are going through. There's a way you get distracted with life. Well, a lot is going on. And because of a lot, you forgot the most important thing. One thing. You know, in Numbers chapter 21, when the children of Israel went into disobedience and the serpent came and beat them. I don't know if you know the story. God instructed Moses, he said, put a, put, put, put a serpent, I mean, put a serpent on a, on a, on a stick, on a, um, he said, and put that, that in front of them. Bronze serpent, bronze serpent, he said, put it in front of them. And the Bible says, and as they behold, they were made whole. The question is, what are you building? You are building life and all these challenges. You are distracted. 
go back to the foundation, Christ. He did it. He finished it. But that's not what we're talking. Let's be practical. There's nothing more practical than that. Because in his death, burial, and resurrection, all your life issues were resolved. So go back to the foundation. Now, turn to anyone and say, go back to the foundation. Let me tell you what you will find in that foundation. You will find the mercy of God. You will find the gifts of righteousness. You will find the love of God. Hey, those are the things you'll be meditating on. Not what you are dealing with. I'm dealing with a lot. Focus on what he dealt with for you. Because he died your death. And if you can see what he did for you, there's nothing in this life that you cannot deal with. Return to the foundation, the revelation of Christ, the revelation of Christ. The strength of the new creation is tied to his identity of Christ. As he is, so are we in this world. So if you can only see your strengths, we match. First Corinthians chapter 6 verse 17 says, He that is joined with the Lord. Do you know this whole concept of marriage is to give us an idea of what took place between us and Christ. We are joined. If Jesus is not on this side and you're on that side, he died, you died. He resurrected, you resurrected. He ascended, you ascended. He sat down. Listen, he sat down. Why are you living your life as if Jesus is still standing? He sat down because there's no work to be done again. And that's why you function from rest. Write it down. You function from rest. All this agitation up and down. What's going on? What's going on? Calm down. Now, don't you never say, calm down. In Mark chapter 4, from verse 35 downward, there's a story told of Jesus traveling with his disciples. And the Bible says a hurricane, or I mean, it's a wind, a storm of hurricane proportion came at them. And everybody was running around. But Jesus was not part of the company running around. He was found asleep. Can you sleep through a storm? Because until you learn how to sleep through a storm, you cannot calm the storm. The storm has no respect for people that are agitated by his presence. It's the person that slept through the storm that can stand up and say, be still, and the storm will listen. The moment you vacate your rest, you abandon your authority. Your authority is tied to your ability to rest. When everything, every indication in the natural says you should be in unrest. Ability to say it is well when nothing looks well. That calm disposition. Bahamas cannot give you the peace of God that passes all understanding. You know, you can go to Bahamas and still be worried. <laughs> so I went to rest and you spend all your vacation time worrying about life. This life. Which life? I thought your life is now his life because you have died and the life which you now have is his life. Which life are you talking about? So you have a separate life from Christ. And you function from rest, you function with authority, you function with power. And you know, Christ is not just power, it's power and wisdom. The Christ said the Jews are looking for something, the Greek are looking for something. But for to those, to those of us that are called, Christ, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27 and 28, is a Christ, the power, the dunamis, and the wisdom, the sophia of God. You have the combo. Just focus on him and rest through situations. 
That's where your strength is. Then let me go to this point. Be planted. Be planted. Psalm 92 from verse 12. He said, the righteous shall, shall flourish. It shall grow like cedar of Lebanon. Verse 13 says, they that planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in his court. And in verse 14, he said, even in their old age, they will bear fruits. They will be fresh. You know, the old King James says they will be fat and flourishing. But I prefer the new King James. He said they will be fresh. I prefer fresh to fat. How many of you prefer fresh? <laughs> because I don't want somebody confessing that over his life. I will be fat, flourishing. <laughs> <laughs> because when you hear fat, <laughs> it's something else. But let's go to the original Hebrew. It's fresh. Somebody stand up, stand up. and sh Come on, stand up, stand up, stand up. What an anointing service. Say, I am planted. I can't hear you. Say, I am planted. Come on, shout it again. Say, I am planted. And because I'm planted, I flourish. Even in my old age, I'm fresh and flourishing. I'm a sign and a wonder to my generation. Bakataya, the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead quickens my mortal body. Nothing is allowed to break down. My organs cannot break down. My liver cannot break down. My body parts, my business cannot break down. My marriage, I have the life of God. I am so, hey, what makes God, God makes me me. I'm blessed, I'm anointed, I'm favored. I'm planted. You may be seated. Shari, one more time as you have your seat. I'm planted. I'm planted. And in the New Testament, when the Bible talks about being planted, a major part of it has to do with being rooted in a local assembly. I'm not just talking about visiting churches. Because some of us, we visit our church. You're not planted. Your heart is not there. The proof your heart is there is you are serving. If you are planted, you are serving. Is the a major infrastructure of God for, for the end time is the local church. The local church is what? A major. All this I worship virtually. I connect to the body of Christ globally. It's the seat. <laughs> God wants you to be part of a local church. Your global expression is dangerous. Without, without the local planting. Where's your church? It's in Singapore. Really? <laughs> There's such a thing as being in the system of a local church where you are carried. Because that's God. It talks about Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. From verse 11, it talks about he gave gifts unto men. Some apostles, some prophets, some teachers, some evangelists, some pastors. Said for the keeping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edification. So if you miss out on the local church, you miss out on a major edification. Look at you, is a builder, edifice. You can't build appropriately outside the local church in this age because that's how God planned it. If you allow somebody who needs help to freeze your destiny, I won't say more than that. Be smart. Spiritual intelligence tells you, be planted. And the anointing, there's a way it flows from the head. Someone that has three shows us. From the head through the beard, then it touches the rest of the body. But yours is just coming from global. There's no head. <laughs> An anointing that has no root. 
What you are getting is splashes. You want to be drowned and soaked, be planted. Is it clear? Now let me talk about spirit of faith. Spirit of faith. I said, spirit of faith. I love what Second Corinthians. I mean, Second uh, Corinthians chapter four, verse thirteen says. I said, we have it. Turn to your neighbor and say, you have it. You have it. So I want to ignite it. I want to activate it this morning. Say, we have in the same spirit of faith. As it is written, I have believed. Therefore, I have spoken. In this, in, this, in this kingdom, we live by speaking. Inability to speak gets you grounded. You live in a world that came out of words. What world are you trying to create for yourself without words? That would be a fake world. Authentic world is created by words. Genesis chapter 1 said the earth was without form and void and darkness upon the face of the deep. It was documented for a purpose because God wanted to show us how to deal with life. Because God himself dealt with it. Everything he created now has been meshed up by this, by this little demon called Lucifer. Everything upside down. He didn't put his hand on his head talking about God. He said, what do I do? All the beautiful things I created now messed up. In verse 3, you went into action right there. And God spoke and said, let there be. Verse 3, God said. Verse 6, God said. Verse 9, God said. Verse 11, God said. Verse 13, God said. All through Genesis, he spoke. And in the last verse, he said, God saw. What you speak is what you see. Do you know where you are today? You brought yourself there by your words. And when you are going tomorrow, you are saying it now. Said the word which I speak unto you, they are spiritual life. There's no faith without words. Faith is released. Of course, we hear the word, but until we speak the word, faith is not released. And grace is wasted when faith is not activated. There's an activation of faith through active speaking that causes you to draw grace. Grace saves, but there's a true of faith that makes grace accessible. The grace of God has appeared unto all men, but it takes men with spirit of faith to appropriate the grace. So grace goes to waste when the spirit of faith is not there. I'm tired. We don't talk like that. I'm confused. We don't talk like that. I hate my job. We don't talk like that. What's wrong with you kids? We don't talk like that. Even when your child is misbehaving, say you are the best child. You're an amazing child with a bright future. You are the head and not the tail. You stand out. The spirit of excellence is on you. You speak over your children. You speak over your business. You speak over your career. You've been complaining about your spouse. When was the last time you spoke over him? Or spoke over her? Everything in our world responds to words. Whosoever shall say, Mark eleven twenty three, 23, shall have whatsoever he says. If you are not saying, you are not having. No, I said 12. Let me round up with this. I will send the whole, I promise. I'll send the whole thing to Pastor. And make sure you read it. The last one. Ministry of Angels. Ministry of Angels. The Lord spoke to me recently. He said one of the secrets for dominance in this season is the appreciation of the ministry of angels. You know, the sad thing is a lot of believers cannot even differentiate between the ministry of the Spirit and the ministry of angels. They are two. They are two different. The Holy Spirit has been called to partner with you. In fact, the Bible says, He will never leave you nor forsake you. John chapter 14, verse 16. 
Say, and I will pray the Father that I might send another comforter to abide with you permanently. And in verse 18, he says, I will not leave you as orphans. The original Greek says, I will not leave you comfortless. So that's the ministry of the Spirit. He accompanies you. He partners with you. So you do life with him. To do life without the Holy Ghost is to set yourself up for embarrassment. Because there are demons everywhere that want to ridicule your life. But when you partner with him, there's an empowerment of the Spirit. There's a dunamis. A supernatural, miraculous ability that is released. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That's what Jabez meant when he says the hands of the Lord. In 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 46, the Bible talks about how the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah and he outran the chariots of Ahab. So there's a hand of the Lord that comes upon you that people that have been in the industry 10, 15 years cannot understand your pace. They begin to ask you, where did you study this? Was it Harvard? No, I studied in the school of the spirits. I know by God. I hear by God. I follow God. I'm sensitive to him. Come on. We are not ordinary people. We have the greatest partner in the Holy Ghost. Don't do life without him. The Holy Ghost is not the person you encounter on Sunday morning. You encounter him 24-7. If he says he will never leave you nor forsake him, then maximize him. Egriala Sataba, Mandaya Sataba, our guides, our comforter, the revealer of secrets, the advocates, my standby, my strengthener. He empowers me to do life exceptionally. He gives, he gives me supernatural ability. He gives me the ability to know what I was not taught in the natural. The gift of the Spirit is not what you see on Sunday morning. The gift of the Spirit is what you have capacity to exhibit and express every single day of your life life. Having said that about the ministry of the Spirit, there's a ministry of angels. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 2. Is somebody getting blessed this morning? Hebrews chapter 13. I feel as if somebody running. You will leave this conference and you start running. You start running. People say, why is running? The hand of the Lord is upon me. I said, the hand of the Lord is upon me. You will outrun the people in your space, your peers, people in your industry. Say, where, where did it come from? Oh, the hand of the Lord is upon me. Somebody shout, the hand of the Lord is upon me. Look at Hebrews chapter 13 verse 2. I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. Something is about to bust out. I see an impartation happening after this instruction. Somebody is about to go to another level. I see the spirit of boldness coming upon somebody after this morning. You will do the you will do you will do the impossible. You will dream bigger. I say you will dream bigger. Your imaginations will come alive. You begin to explore. You begin to know by God. God will begin to reveal deep and mighty things to you. All the things have been prophesied over you. I see an empowerment of the Holy Ghost coming upon you to fulfill your prophecy, to deliver your purpose. Your days of being behind are over. Whatever has harassed your destiny until now, I declare as a prophet of God from today that harassment is under harassment everything that's afflicted you everything that's ridiculed your destiny from today I declare as one saint anointed and called of God to raise a supernatural army every of those things will be dissolved 
Hey, I felt the Holy Ghost this morning. Something is being shaken. There is a shift. There is a movement. Look at it. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 2. He said, do not forget to entertain angels. I came to Calgary to tell somebody it's a new season of entertainment. Amen! But this entertainment is a supernatural entertainment. Hey, you will entertain children, I mean angels, in your place of work. And that amen is weak. Amen. Don't say amen like your amen has COVID. I say you will entertain angels. You know, there's such a thing as waking up every morning and you read Hebrews chapter 13 verse over you, over yourself. Say, today, I'm entertaining angels. Get on your feet, get on your feet. I'm entertaining angels. Remember, we do life supernaturally. And angels are supernatural, they are supernatural special agents. <laughs> In 2 Kings chapter 6 verse 16, the servant of Elisha was running all over the place. He said, my father, my father, they have surrounded us. But here was Elisha calm, cool, and collected, unmoved. Do you know what he said? He said, they that be with us. If under the old covenant, an inferior covenant, Elisha had enough faith in the ministry of angels. You know, to the glory of God, I'm very close to the family of Archbishop Benson. I was devoted me every year for several years now. I preach in one of their main churches in Benin. Uh, in one of my visits, Frida, the last child, Frida Dauza, was talking to me. He said, Doctor, you know, when I was little, one of the trips we made to the U.S., you know, Archbishop used to go to the U.S. like crazy when they were young. He said, myself and my sister were flying back to Nigeria. I was a little kid, maybe about five, six years old. And I looked through the window. And apparently, God just wanted to show him some movies. It's not only Hollywood that shows movies. He said, I looked through and I saw a wink. Over the wing of the plane. And that wing was following the plane. If I remember very well, he said, I woke my sister. She too looked through. Lord opened her eyes too. And she saw it. God just wanted them to see your accomplice. Amen. Angels are real. First of January, God spoke to me. He said, You are in a season of unusual Syria attack. The enemy, I'm, the, the kind of deaths. I read about and I saw in some of the people I knew from afar in the first six months of this year was scary. Even in North America, he went to play soccer and came back and the egg was swollen. The next day, he had an attack. You'd, I mean, you'd have thought the best medical, the best medical facility cannot handle demons. The least demon, they can't handle it. But God told me at the beginning of the second half, he said, by the way, I want you to know that more than the demonic activities, there's going to be enhanced angelic activity. Yeah. And he took me to the book of Acts when the church was battered. He said, do you see how my angels were all over the place? They locked them up in prison. Angel came at night, opened the door, and he said, go and preach the word of life. They put Peter in prison. They were praying. And that's why you have to intensify your prayer. Because angels respond to words spoken and prayer made. As they were praying, the angel went to the prison. What did he do? He opened the door. 
and the gates opened on his own accord, the chains fell off. Even Acts chapter 16, verse 25, when Paul and Silas were locked up, we can infer that angels was at work. They shook the foundation of the prison. All their chains were loosed. You know, there was this series several years ago, Prison Break. Anybody saw it here? Yeah. Uh, the master prison breaker are angels. Mm. They break it with style. Chains fall off. Doors open. Daga. Ah, what kind of movie is that? That's the best movie ever. And they walked. We richly we hope you've been free to visit our Feel website. Free to visit our website. For more hate. The only ghost is what? Your partner. Angels are what? Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14. It says, are they not ministry spirits? Send forth to minister for. They minister for. They don't just minister to you. They minister for you. The same way you hire employees. They go and do this for me. Ah! Psalm 91 verse 11. He said he will give charge to his angels over you. They are under commandment. So don't disturb their commandments. Cooperate with their commandment by you now speaking words that are appropriate with your covenant because angels are covenant enforcing agents you know in america we have cia but here we have cea they enforce covenants psalm 103 verse 20 say bless the lord he is angels <laughs> he said they are king to his words so when they hear words they get excited they excel in strength. They do his work. They hear the voice. So you take the word and voice it. They will do it. I'm done. Lift up your hands unto heaven. We are blessed by this. Feel free to visit our website at kingswood.org. By Dr. K. Ijishason. There you'd also find other helpful materials and further information about this ministry. God bless you richly.